0: Learn more at marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Breaks it down.
1: Into the DNVR Buffs Podcast, presented by Colorado Rugby. Uh, this is a new presenting sponsor, obviously, and I'm really excited to tell you guys um, all about what's going on with Colorado Rugby. As you may know, uh, Infinity Park, right here in Glendale, Colorado, is known as Rugby Town USA. In fact, the facility was recently designated the Rugby Town National Training Center, which is home of the USA Eagles' men's and women's rugby 15s teams. The training center is experimenting with a new concept. They're training um, crossover athletes to be rugby players. Um, Guys like Galen Robinson, who played in the AAF and the XFL. Um, He's the son of Glenn Big Dog Robinson, uh, Gerald McDowell, the former defensive lineman at Ole Miss, and the Calgary Stampeders of the CFL. Um, they've got Sean Clark, who worked out with the Colts in 2020. Uh, Casey mcdermott Vie who played both sides of the line, fullback and tight end uh, for TCU. Uh, Norval DJ Stewart who played safety at the university of Rhode Island and became a member of the USA bobsled team. Um, they have Ed Paris who played corner at LSU. These tremendous athletes have made the switch to be trained up at infinity park right here in Colorado to become the next it factor for American rugby. Um, What's even better is our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you. Weekly DMVR Rugby podcast, uh, you should subscribe to that. Um, And if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby may just be your next ride. Um, So follow Colton Strickler, follow DMVR Rugby, and keep up with uh, what's going on in rugby in Colorado and the United States. All right, today's going to be a little bit shorter show. Um... We aren't going to like talk too much about the basketball games. I guess the women's basketball game already ended, and I'm recording this in the time between the women's game and the men's game. We'll start by talking about that women's game just a little bit. Um, we'll talk all about this men's game tomorrow, you know, after it happens. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, the Buffs women just played USC. In Los Angeles, um, apparently there were some COVID troubles, and the head coach JR Payne uh, didn't actually get to LA until this morning. I think she took a separate flight um, because of something that was going on. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't jump on the call. I did this instead, so I'm not sure what was going on there. But yeah, um, kind of an interesting side story. Uh, but Colorado played well again, and the story is similar to the story that we see a lot, which is that they just couldn't quite close things out. And we haven't talked a lot about um, the women's team this season, uh, so maybe it probably is good to spend a little bit of extra time right now. Um, But in today's game against USC, uh, Colorado wound up losing 56-52. to The Buffs had a really good chance in this one. Um, Let's see. I think, did they have two or three possessions? Uh, 52. uh, Yeah, they had... At least two possessions um, at fifty-two to fifty-four couldn't score, um, and uh, then wound up having to foul. Uh, USC made the free throws, obviously left with like a four-point de- deficit with one second to go or something like that. Um, just another tough way to go down. This USC team isn't at its very best this year. They're five and five now. Um, the Buffs fall to four and six, and this Buffs season has had some some decent highs, you know, they've beaten, uh, Utah and Washington already in conference play. They lost to number six, Arizona, uh, by three points at home. Um, and so, I mean, they've had a couple of the moments where they could have beaten some of these other teams, but, they didn't quite take care of business in the same way that they did during the non-conference schedule last year. Um, again, a shortened non-conference schedule, but they did drop one of the three games, 85-84, to the University of Denver. Not a great look. I then conference play, lost to Oregon, lost to Oregon State. Like I said, beat Utah, um, but lost that game to Arizona lost to uh, Washington State, beat Washington, and now this loss. But they are heading into a game against Cal on Friday that is a must win. And I think it's a must win for just about everybody in that program. Uh, Cal is 0-10 this season. They haven't beaten anybody, including, obviously, like the non-conference games, um, which were a little bit tougher. Um, the San Jose State, CSU Bakersfield – Um, but yeah, then the rest, all conference games, all losses, and really not all that close. Um, so big game for the women on Friday, something to pay attention to for sure. Um, it's a must win. Like this is how you salvage a season because then right after you're welcoming the number one team in the country, Stanford into the building on Sunday, so, um, that's just kind of like a little quick update. Um, we'll keep doing a couple more little quick updates about what's going on going forward. Um, but yeah, um, should we take another ad break? Yeah, let's, let's get, let's get a couple more of these ads out of the way. Starting with Breckenridge Brewery. Um, Breckenridge is incredible. Again, great work. So many great beers. You cannot go wrong. So check them out. Um, on Saturday we watched the football games at the DNVR bar and I drank what let's see I never really think through this until I say I get to this point and then I realize like okay yeah there were there were a bunch of avalanches that I drank oh and I had a Broncos country hoppy pale ale I didn't get one of the juice drop IPAs which is disappointing but next week I guess Um, so yeah make sure that you're uh supporting breckenridge because they support us Uh, they make so much of what we do possible um and they make really good beer too Uh, you can get them at the dmvr bar which is now open it's actually not open today it's not open monday just because like i think they're reopening and they're they need to restock on food or something i can't remember but they'll be open forever Starting tomorrow, hopefully, and that includes some watch parties for Avs games and Nuggets games. So stay tuned to all that. Um, but if you don't want to drink at the DMVR bar, you can pick up Breckenridge beers just about anywhere. You can be sure you'll find them if you use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. All right. Um, so I want to jump into this story that um, John Wilner of the Mercury News uh, wrote today. Um, And just released this morning, Um, since we are in the football offseason, it does give us a little bit more flexibility to dig into some of this kind of stuff. And I thought that this was really interesting. So essentially what he did was rank all of the um, best jobs in Pac-12 football for head coaches. Um, Not just the open jobs, which I guess at this point there aren't any, um, but all of the jobs um all 12 if you got if you were a head coach and you got to pick where you want to go where would you choose and I thought that that was a really interesting conversation um I thought we'd run through it maybe I'd uh share some of my thoughts on it um but number one he has USC and to me like this is a pretty obvious one um which is kind of crazy to say, considering that they haven't really won all that much compared to some of the other teams in the PAC 12 recently. But with USC, the, the appeal is very obvious. You know, you have money, you have like the donors. You're also in the middle of some of the best college football talent in the entire country. You're just guaranteed to have one of the best recruiting classes in the country every year. You have to be a terrible recruiter to not be in the top 25 in a given year. Um, Because of that, the the floor is really high. It's hard to have losing seasons when you have more talent than just about everybody you play. Uh, the thing that has been the issue is that USC hasn't had a good coach in who knows how long. And there have been flashes at various points. But as of right now, like they just haven't been able to find somebody who's been able to put all the pieces together. If you're a head coach looking for a new job, then I think that USC has to be at the top of the list. Um, number two, Wilner has Washington there, which is interesting. Um, I would put Oregon at number two. We'll start with that. Um, and the reason is because Oregon just has the brand. Oregon has, I and mean, everybody knows who Oregon is. I think they have set themselves up to be a very good recruiting option for who knows how long. Um, The Oregon look is just so recognizable that it isn't going to fade away anytime soon. And you've had really good players come through, Um, whether it's Pene Sewell, whether it's Justin Herbert. There's just consistently a lot of talent at Oregon. And once that pipeline starts you it doesn't necessarily like just stay there but the upkeep really isn't that difficult especially compared to building a pipeline like that to another school that is somewhere that is sort of devoid of talent you know it's it's not a team that's in the South or in Texas or in Los Angeles um, but Oregon does have the brand and they have the the Nike money and that's another really big piece. To to just know that you will always have state-of-the-art facilities, you know, from the stadium to the workout room to the uh, meeting rooms, like, everything is going to be the top of the line. That is just such a nice place to start. You don't have to worry about budget cuts or any of that. Um, And the reason they're ahead of Washington on my list is because Washington is just in a little bit shakier place. You know, they played really well this year, and honestly, they may have played well enough that they should be number two. Um, But... Just because there is a little bit of a blip, it's still Jimmy Lake who just finished his first year and things went well. But it was one year. And, you know, in the same way that I've said, like, I personally would not fire a coach because of what happened in the pandemic season. Because I think coaching during the pandemic season requires some different skills than coaching in a normal season. There are situations where maybe you shouldn't give a coach too much credit for what he did in the pandemic season, well, that's not true. Not, not give him too much credit, but just expect too much going forward um, because he may have just handled the pandemic really well. Um, Wilner says that the reason that Washington came out on top of Oregon was because there's just more in-state talent in Washington and being in uh, metropolitan Seattle is just too valuable. And those are good points. And if you put Washington in front of Oregon, I don't think that's crazy. Um, but I wouldn't. So, uh, those are two and three. Um, number four to him, to, to John Wilner is UCLA. Um, and that is one of the schools that's really tough to place. You know, when you look at those top three schools, I think that there's a pretty clear separation between them and pretty much everybody else, um, for somebody like UCLA, There have been long struggles. You know, I guess there was kind of like the the Josh Rosen years where they were pretty good. But outside of that, there just hasn't been too much going on with UCLA football. Um, On top of that, they have a massive deficit. Um, They lost Under Armour and Lost the Might comes along with that. They just signed the deal with... um, Jordan, which honestly I think is pretty cool and is going to really help them going forward. I think, I mean, I know if I were recruit, I would much rather wear the Jordan uniform. There aren't a whole lot of those on the West Coast. Um, but, you know, without digging too deep into the numbers there, I still don't think that financially UCLA is in a good place at all. On top of that, it's a basketball school. But then you have to factor in just how much talent there is in UCLA. Um, and that starts to get really tough and this is where things really i mean if you're a head coach it kind of just depends on what you're looking for you know ucla whole lot of talent around um he has stanford at number five um stanford obviously there's a lot to work with there um solid financially um very good facilities incredible school um all sorts of opportunities for students um, he notes that no school is more popular with the parents of recruits. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there's a lot going on there. You know, there's also the challenge that come with Stanford every year. There's players who grad transfer away because they can't get into graduate programs at Stanford and you lose very veteran pieces of your team. Um, and that's something that you just have to accept that you're at Stanford. At the same time, there is like a very good history at Stanford, and you have to trust, in my mind, if you're jumping in there, that that things are in good shape. Like, sure, this may not be like peak Stanford, um, the the Stanford team that we've saw um, five years ago, six years ago, but I do think that the Stanford team. I mean, th- there's there's just enough to work with. That's definitely a conversation with UCLA. And then he has at number six Arizona State, which is the other team I'd kind of consider for that number four spot. Um, Arizona State probably has more challenges than those other of are those other schools. Um, you know, he lists the limited tradition, the crowded marketplace. Um, but to me, if you are a coach looking for a job right now. You have to like what Arizona State has on the roster right now, starting with Jaden Daniels. I think that you see Jaden Daniels and say, even if he only has one year left, that should be a very good year. And if I'm a half-decent coach, then we should be right in it for a Pac-12 championship up until the end of the year. Um, And maybe that's a little bit short-sighted if if you're actually going to take a job. But maybe not, also. So uh, I think to me... UCLA, Stanford, Arizona State. I'd probably put Stanford ahead of UCLA. I'd probably put Arizona State in front of UCLA, too. Um, So that's going to be my order through there. Um, Just because of the financial stuff at UCLA, it really scares me away. And on top of that, you know, it's tough to get into UCLA, too. That's another set of problems that you have to deal with as the coach. Um, Just a little bit too much. At the same time, you're going to have talent. Um, I just, I don't know. Plus, I don't love that roster that Chip Kelly has created. So that's that's going to be my order. I'm going to go Stanford at four, Arizona State five, and then UCLA six. And then here's a, well, he has Utah at number seven, then Colorado at number eight. That's a really tough one. Um, I think that that is a real conversation. Number nine is Cal, but I don't think... Kyle's quite there. You know, obviously Utah has some recent history. They've been very good. Um, But Kyle Whittingham, the head coach, is I think like the third longest tenured head coach in the entire country. He's been there for 15 years. You wonder whether he was just a really good coach and he maximized what Utah's potential was. You know, it, it doesn't seem like there was too much more that he could do. And I'm not sure that Utah's ceiling is much higher than what it's done. Um, I guess, who knows? If you get a quarterback, the sky is the limit. But I just don't think that's going to happen there. Um, You know, he wrote, the reliance on out-of-state talent for skill positions prevents Utah from being a top-tier job within the conference. I think that that pretty much sums it up. There just isn't quite enough punch there um, to, to make it an an elite option um and that's why i'm gonna put colorado at that number seven spot right behind ucla uh, you know there you you could make a debate um at the same time ucla really came on this year and even if they're in a bad place financially right now you do anticipate them to consistently have more financial support for their programs maybe maybe i'm wrong about that though And if they don't have any money now, then obviously what they're doing before doesn't work. So it is a conversation and Colorado is in a very good place right now. Um, it has the history it can bank on. Um, at the same time though, they haven't been able to turn it around for 20 years. So although it does feel like things are trending in the right direction, I think any outsider would have like a healthy amount of skepticism. Um, you know, it's, it's where we're at. So I'm going to keep UCLA there. I'm going to put Colorado right behind him at 7. Utah is right behind Colorado at 8. Um, things have gone well. And they do have, like, that uh, pipeline to the islands, too, that is really beneficial. And they found some really nice pieces through that pipeline. Um, number 9, John Wilner says, Cal... Which is interesting. Um, What a turn for Cal. That was an up-and-coming program so recently, and then this season, it kind of just looked gross. And and they definitely lost a couple of pieces, but that is just not a, a, a roster that's in a good place. And it's not a school that's had, you know, consistent success playing football that that makes you think that that's going to change. Um, Also, he brings up um, steep challenges with the budget and admissions, um, faculty and community resistance, all sorts of different things. Um, I don't know too much about those details, so I can't talk too much about them. But at number 10, you have Arizona. And I think Cal still has to be ahead of Arizona. That Arizona team, like, really, really devoid of talent at this point. Oh, I don't think we've said this, but Jason Harris did transfer to Arizona to be with his brother. Um, So, a little talent. A little talent. Wish him the best there. Um, Looks like he just wanted to get closer to home, be closer to his parents, be closer to um, his brother. Obviously, they're at the same school. So, that's what went down. Um... There just isn't a lot to like about the Arizona job. And really, you start picking hairs. The last two, um, Washington State at 11, Oregon State at 12. Whew. I mean, Oregon State has been so bad for so long. Um, yeah, I mean, they look like Washington State... Had moments like they've got Guarantano coming in. It is really hard to separate those two. Um, and really, Arizona could be right there. It does just seem like they might have a, a little bit more talent around. Um, but really, those last three, maybe they're all just a toss up. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um Washington State is one fairly reason, Not one one, but, you know, just made it to bowl games and stuff. Uh, Arizona is going to stay at 10 Washington state and Oregon state. I think John Wilner got it right. Um, that was interesting though, just to run through these because it was an interesting story to see how people perceive Colorado compared to the rest of the conference. Um, I'm curious what you guys think as always, uh, if you have any notes, leave those in the, uh, comments and we'll get to those tomorrow. Um, like I wonder if any of you have Colorado higher, because you could probably talk yourself into it. You know it's t- tough to put them in front of Arizona State, given that Arizona State has the talent right now. Um, but you look at the Buffs' defense next year, and you could kind of say the same thing, especially if Jaden Daniels is gone after next year too. Buffs' defense missing a bunch of pieces. Which ones do you want to keep pushing forward? You could you could certainly make a case for. Colorado being the better job you know there's probably more talent in Arizona um recruiting wise I think the heat will always be and like people just want to go Arizona Arizona State has a reputation of being a school that people want to go to young people want to go to I think Boulder does have that too um for sure you know that's right up there like best party schools obviously like scenic you have the building all that kind of stuff um Mm, that is tough. And who is in front of them? UCLA? Again, I mean, you could make a USC or UCLA-Colorado debate, too, if you wanted to, just given how poor UCLA's finances probably are. Um, Stanford, I think that's probably where you draw the line, but I don't know. If you can make a good case, make the good case. I'm excited to hear it. Uh, and that's going to do it for today. Hopefully, Ken breaks the assist record tonight, and we'll be talking about that with Ben tomorrow. Um... Yeah, appreciate everybody for listening. I'll see you then.
0: I think they like my Colorado sway. Cuz when on minute play. I don't really I don't really know just how to aid. And when a minute go. You know I'm acting bad. How can get a with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. Colorado swag, I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag Man not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180 Speed and pad, competition, see you later, baby, baby. Colorado army yeah. me with soldiers like the Navy yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting Whoa. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave yeah. I'm Colorado swag and it's the crowd do the way Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid. Cause you know we finna hit 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 you. And you on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the line. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. Knocking down team after the they like my Colorado sway Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go you know I'm acting bad Hollin get a bus with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway I think they like I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway my Colorado sway Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado sway We got em. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we act like my Colorado swag, because when I'm in it, play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go, you know I'm acting bad. Holla, get a bus with my Colorado swag. my Colorado swag, cause when a minute play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when a minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bus with my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Mine, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway.